0: Welcome to Ms. Interpreted, her podcast of public relations and strategic communications, demystified by Kelly Fletcher and Fletcher Marketing PR. If you have a firm that all they're doing is writing press releases and putting them on the wire, that you're really wasting your money, that's not how most news gets picked up. When should you invest in a press release? distribution on the wire service. When you have a really important announcement, it could be a personnel announcement, a product launch, a new service offering, depending on what your status is with investor relations. Welcome, listeners, to the Misinterpreted Podcast. I'm Kelly Fletcher, CEO of Fletcher Marketing PR, and I'm here today with two members of the Fletcher Senior Leadership Team, Sarah Merrill and Allison Lester. Mary Beth West has been out of the country and will not be joining us today. She's actually preparing to go out of the country again because Saturday, we're coming up in a couple days, we are leaving for Cannes Lions, and it will be my first trip to the conference and the festival, and I'm really looking forward to connecting with other creatives and and other PR folks. We are looking forward to hanging out with our buddies from PRCA and ICCO and Global Women in PR, and we will be recording a few episodes from Cannes. We'll be excited to share with you what's going on on the international stage. So looking forward to that. And I'm, like I said, so excited that we have Sarah and Allison here. They are two key members of our leadership team. Sarah is our vice president and she leads integrated marketing strategies. She is excellent at figuring out what different tools we need in the toolbox to accomplish specific objectives. She holds an MBA from Western Carolina University, undergrad from UNC Chapel Hill. She started out early in her career in finance. And so I like to say she has an enthusiasm for metrics and analytics <laughs> that is uh well, we won't say it's contagious. It's like and it's a necessary evil for me because I'm not a numbers person, but she really um, has it buttoned up for us and being able to measure and report back to our clients. And then Allison Lester. So good to see you, Allison. Allison is an award-winning journalist, producer, and news manager. She's worked in newsrooms across the country most recently as assistant news director at the NBC affiliate WBIR in Knoxville, Tennessee. She joined us about eight or nine months ago. She came over to the other side from journalism to PR and has brought just a a wealth of insight into how we pitch in our media relations campaigns. And she also has had the pleasure of already managing a few crises in her time with Fletcher. So welcome, ladies, to Misinterpreted.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So we were just chatting about paid placement recently, and there's a lot of debate about paid placement in PR and where it fits into the whole big picture, and we are a believer that paid should be a part of your PR strategy, and so today we're going to talk about why paid placement should be a part of your PR strategy. And if you're familiar with Jenny Dietrich's PESO model, um, where it's the intersection of paid, earned, shared, and owned media, then we're going to tackle the P and PESO today for paid placement. And so we've kind of divided this up, and we're going to split it up and talk about different things, but we want this to be interactive. So it's going to be a conversation, and we would love to hear from you if you have comments on paid placement send me an email at kfletcher at fletchermarketingpr.com or you can tweet at me at Katie fletcher or at fletcherpr. So the first reason that paid placement should be a part of your PR strategy is, and this is not a technical term, but I just made it up and I call it seeding, like S-E-E-D-I-N-G, seeding, planting seeds. And the reason that we do this is if, Maybe we have a new client that hasn't had any publicity in a long time, or maybe it's a new business and they've had no publicity. They've had no media hits out there. We might recommend a press release distribution. We use PR Newswire. And even though PR Newswire press release distribution is not technically paid placement, we do pay to put it on the wire. And it can be expensive depending on how many words and how many assets. And so, Sometimes we recommend seeding with a press release distribution or two so that when we begin pitching the media, there's actually some content out there that's already um, populating the internet. So there's a little bit of a credibility factor there of the first thing the media is going to do typically is read our pitch and then Google the company. And so we want there to be some good information out there that's already there. I will say that with press release distribution, we really treat it differently when it comes to measurement and analytics. We will break out press release distribution on the wire separately because it is not as credible as earned media. There are lots of exact matches. So you will see whenever you get your report that there are a lot of content matches that are exact. And that is because... These wire services have distribution networks where you are guaranteed to be placed in those distribution networks. And all they're doing is copying, pasting, picking up an exact match of the press release, which means that the follow links, the Google follow links are less likely to be follow links because exact matches don't always get picked up that way. And Sarah, can you like explain a little bit more about that? Because that's really your area.
2: Sure. So with SEO, when you're talking about backlinks that you're developing that are coming from the press release that's distributed, basically, it's either going to be a Google follow link or a no follow link. And so when it's a no follow link, it basically means that it's not going to benefit you in terms of search or create an impact on search versus a Google follow link would provide that. And so when you have duplicate content, oftentimes what'll happen is it'll be a no-follow link. And that doesn't mean it's not beneficial. It can still be beneficial, but in terms of that SEO benefit, it's just something that we have to take into account. That's another
0: reason why we break out wire distribution separately when we're looking at measurement and analytics. And also... If you have a firm that all they're doing is writing press releases and putting them on the wire, that you're really wasting your money. I mean, that's not how most news gets picked up. When should you invest in a press release distribution on the wire service? When you have a really important announcement, it could be a personnel announcement, a product launch, a new service offering. Depending on what your status is with investor relations, there are certain things that you are required to release. And obviously, you would have a press release for that. But for the most part, if it's a straight up pitch, we don't always need a press release. That is kind of a, a myth, I think. And this podcast is misinterpreted, public relations demystified, and we seek to dispel myths. And so a lot of times we tell our clients, that's not a press release, that's just a pitch. So that is a little bit about one of the reasons and that we are lumping in this press release distribution on the wire and calling it seeding and referring to it as paid placement because it is not 100 earned it is like i said syndicated so that leads us on to Another area of paid placement that we are seeing a lot of proliferation of companies and media outlets using, and that's affiliate marketing networks. And Allison, Allison, I know you have some pretty strong opinions from your journalism background and <laughs> your days in journalism school that when you came to our agency, you had to think about and decide how you felt about. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, You know, I think that for most journalists, respectable, credible journalists, especially those who work in our news purists, we always really felt like paid placements and this pay to play was too often benefiting whoever was paying for it and wasn't serving the reader and the viewer. And so journalists always feel like all that matters is the truth and serving your audience and putting the audience first. And what this pay to play does in the eyes of a journalist is it it makes partisan work that looks like journalism next to real journalism. And it's kind of hard to tell the difference sometimes. And we always kind of took issue with, they didn't earn the right to be in this article, they paid their way to be in that article. And it brings up concerns about ethical concerns about who's being served. Is it the person paying the bills or is it truly the reader? So, yeah, I definitely had to do some research and and think about my role as a media relations director and my role in public relations. And, you know, I think that there are ways that paid placement can serve both Purposes can still serve the reader and the consumer while also being a great tool to get your brand out there. I think that the most important things from an ethical and journalistic perspective are making sure that that first one that you are actually serving the reader and the viewer and the consumer that there's actually a benefit there. And so if you're trying to push a product that you want, your brand to be more known for. Just making sure that you're pitching to the right place, that there's still a benefit to the reader. Readers overwhelmingly prefer this new approach of affiliate marketing and sponsored content over the really annoying banner ads and pop-up ads that pop up while they're trying to read an article. And so consumers are telling us, we don't mind the, the sponsored content. That brings me to the second point of making it ethical, which is you have to be transparent about it. You have to make sure that somewhere in the article, it says, we may be receiving a commission for including these brands in this article, or that someone sponsored for us to include these. You'll see that a lot when you're reading things like Buzzfeed or uh, listicles on Cosmo and Forbes even that will say, Our editors chose these products, but we may be receiving a commission for them. And so for me, as long as there's still a service to the consumer and you're being transparent about the fact that it's paid, that passes my my journalistic ethics test.
0: (laughs) Very true. Very true. And it's been interesting that we started seeing more and more media outlets. And surprisingly, you mentioned Forbes. I mean, these are only... Soft lifestyle media outlets. We're seeing it kind of across the board. We started noticing this, and we had a few clients who are in affiliate marketing networks. And so we figured out which ones they're in, and we started using it as a pitching advantage to be able to say, hey, here's XYZ. And by the way, they are in, you know, our client is in these affiliate networks. And so, you know, that may sway a journalist or a media person, a content creator to include our client because of that. So we don't lead with it.
1: Absolutely it should be used as a, as a partnership. you know, Earned and paid combined together strategically is really the best way to go because of course we want the earned media and that's kind of the foundation of, of PR and media relations is you want those earned hits. But sometimes using affiliate marketing to get in the door helps you to create relationships with the journalists and writers that you're targeting. And then that helps you in turn get more e- earned media down the road once you're able to formulate those relationships. And yeah, you mentioned earlier just how widespread it is, which I think we've really discovered recently uh, with one of our clients we work with, but Business Insider, Forbes, CNN, I mentioned BuzzFeed and Cosmo. I mean, the New York Times acquired Wirecutter, which is an entire vehicle for affiliate marketing back in 2016. And the the entire thing is affiliate marketing and consumers, like I mentioned earlier, they're fine with that so long as they know what it is. And so it's a good tool for us to use as long as we're using it strategically.
0: Right. And I think it, one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this is sometimes, you know, we're hired and we ask for a budget for paid that will integrate with our earned media strategy. And sometimes there's a little pushback, like why am I hiring a PR firm if I'm going to pay for some content placement? And so it's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this because it is increasingly a pay-to-play world. There are less journalists and content creators out there trying to create more content than ever with less resources. And so it can be helpful to them to have something served up to them that's already written produced and ready to place so if you have an agency or even if you're in-house and resist the urge to just think that paid is the devil because it's not <laughs> another area where paid comes into play would be with um softer news media outlets and sarah you have some specific experience with this
2: I do. So my journalism experience has been more on the softer side of it, writing for lifestyle publications, fashion magazines, motorcycle magazines. So with these sorts of publications, a lot of times doing some advertising can help you get your foot in the door. And so it's a form of a pay to play in that a lot of times if you come on board as an advertiser, you'll be more likely to get a feature story with that publication. So just as an example, I was working on a story about a series of of different wineries in Northern Georgia. And after visiting all the wineries, the team at the magazine told me, okay, if if any of these wineries agree to advertise, let them know that they can have a feature story. And we've seen this with, with some of our other clients as well the publications that they advertise with a lot of times will be more likely to run a story about them and really when it comes down to it media outlets they rely on advertising dollars in order to stay afloat it's critical to their lifeline to be able to have those ad dollars coming in and nowadays there's so much competition especially with online media outlets that uh, that they they just got to have that advertising and so We found some success with that. Of course, we we do a lot of earned media pitching as well that involves no advertising, but we have found that that can be a door to get in there.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about syndicated content, and that's another form of paid placement. And Allison mentioned sponsored articles, sponsored content, listicles, there are syndicated content networks in which we can pay for placement and the great thing about it is if you are targeting a specific market or a specific vertical and you can look in the syndicated content network and figure out say I'm trying to target the Chicago Tribune like we've got a client who a lot of their customers come from the chicago metro market so if we look at that and we say oh okay well this may be not hard news enough to pitch to the chicago tribune but if we do syndicated content and we know that there's guaranteed placement in the chicago tribune then that can be a strategic way to get in front of the audience through kind of what i call a backdoor way and We do like to sprinkle in syndicated content. There are all kinds of different add-ons with syndicated content that you can pay for, a certain number of click-throughs from your piece of content. And also you can purchase a guaranteed number of views, a guaranteed number of video views. So it really is another digital marketing tool with a PR slant and with a, a content slant and the content has to be relevant. It has to be relevant and timely and good before it can be successful in a syndicated content network. But it is another option for consideration that we've had a, a lot of success with. Do, do either one of y'all have any, anything to add to syndication?
1: Yes, So earlier, we were talking about affiliate marketing, which, you know, that would be the editors or writers of a magazine. They're writing a listicle about the top 40 items that you need to buy your dad for Father's Day. And it will include 40 different brands, and they might include yours, and they'd get a commission off of that. So that's that type of paid placement. This is you have complete control of the content. And so that's one thing that I really like about it is we get to pick the images that we use that represent our brand. We get to pick, you know, what we want. Those the listicles are great because we know from experience that consumers today like to consume listicles. It's the way that they like to consume information especially when it comes to buying habits. And so if we're able to create a listicle that's the five things you need or five different experiences to try or five different reasons to retire to a specific place or visit a specific place. We get to control the incredible visuals. We get to control the language. We get to control the links that click back to. And again, it goes back to, you know, my journalistic ethics here. It's transparent. It says that it's sponsored, but it's placed prominently on the websites and you can be very specific about where you want it. And that is great because a lot of of times with affiliate marketing, you don't get to choose geographically where it goes. And so, you know, we have a client that was specifically targeting the state of California. And so we pitched this as an idea to them to be able to very specifically hone in on a geographic area can be really beneficial uh, depending on where you're trying to get your brand out.
0: And Sarah, what is your opinion on, are there any real SEO benefits to syndicated paid placement?
2: There's a ton of benefits to syndicated press releases and content, but with SEO, it's a little bit tricky since like we mentioned in in the beginning, you're looking at content that is duplicated across media outlets. So in terms of it leading to improvements in search rankings, that is not necessarily a benefit. However, there are other benefits, for example, When we have a client who adds that press release to their website, that adds a new index page to their site, which is fresh content, and that will help with search rankings. You can populate the release, which we highly recommend, with targeted keywords. And so that can be beneficial. And in addition, you've got all these different media hits that are showing up in Google. So for instance, when a media contact, Google's your company name, they would see these media hits coming up, especially if they're utilizing those keywords that you've placed into that press release. And although the links aren't going to necessarily be a Google followed link, they're still very valuable referral links to your website. So it will improve traffic to your website. You're going to be getting people who are going to be directed via the links to the site. So you'll likely see an increase in website traffic. You're gonna see referral traffic. You'll see those those backlinks and the activity from that coming through. So that's where it, it can be extremely helpful in terms of people finding your site. And so we see a ton of value in the awareness that this type of content can bring, but then also just that great traffic that's getting to your site.
1: It's great, especially for new brands, because we always talk about how PR is cumulative. And so when you're just trying to get your brand out there, it's a great way to fill the Google world with mentions of your brand so that then when I come behind you and pitch, to a media outlet and they Google you, there's something there. Um, and they can see that, oh, okay, this is a legit brand. They've been mentioned in a couple of other outlets and it helps to build. And then the more hits you get, the more credibility you get and it continues to build.
0: So I think it's safe to say that SEO is not a primary benefit of paid placement, but it's definitely a peripheral benefit. And Sarah, I wanted to, this is just a question that I have because I'm not the digital expert. And that's the great thing about hiring an agency is people we all have different strengths and collectively collaboratively we're able to bring a lot to the table but what about tracking links in paid placement
2: so measurement is still very important with paid placement and you want to be able to show an ROI for what you're investing into the strategy and so when we're doing paid placement This is where the measurement is really key. And so, of course, we can look at things like reach and number of hits, but we also like to look at Google Analytics. And so that's a key tool for us. And so we look at key metrics, the traffic going to the site. We look at new users and sessions, but then going back to that referral traffic, that's where we're really able to see, okay versus the organic traffic that's coming through or traffic from social media. What are we seeing from all these referrals that are coming through from the release? And so that's a key measurement that we're able to report. But then we also subscribe to a backlink monitoring service, and that's that's very helpful as well. It's really cool because when we send out one of these syndicated press releases or say a listicle, we're able to actually see in the backlink tracking a spike that happens when that release goes out. And so that's another way that we're able to further show and measure what we're doing with those releases. And so that's part of what we provide in the report. Of course, there's, there's a ton of other metrics that we're able to pull as well from our media monitoring software. And so from there, we're able to show geographically where it's coming from. We can look at what the top outlets are, for instance. And so... We're able to compile all of that data and then be able to show to the client, okay, so when we sent out this release, this is how we're able to measure what exactly you were able to get out of this.
0: Excellent. And then we'll close today's discussion on paid placement with a little information on content contributorship, which is technically not paid, but there is a fee to apply to become a contributor. and. Can you two talk about how we're using that for some of our clients where specifically applicable to thought
2: leadership? I love the content contributorships. And so I'd love to see more of these start to pop up because it's great because like, yes, you're paying for it on the front end, but you still have to submit. You still have to be selected You have to have a good submission. It has to be relevant and you need to be filling a need for the readers. They're they're not just going to allow anybody on board. They have to make sure it aligns well with their outlet. And so I feel like it's a great combination of paid to some extent, but it shows up as earned. So it it won't say sponsored or or anything like that. You're getting a huge benefit in terms of third-party credibility and, and thought leadership. And I'll let Allison speak to this um, but we've seen a huge benefit from our clients with this.
1: I agree with everything Sarah just said. And the contributorships make both my PR side and my journalism side happy. Because there's an editor that you're working with on the stories that your client is working with, you can't just put an ad in there. You know, it has to be of benefit to the reader. It has to To meet certain guidelines so that it's still held up to journalistic standards, which I really appreciate. But it also allows an easier avenue, just a, a few less hurdles to get some of our experts exposure. And they really are experts. I mean, these are people who are experts in their field, who have the knowledge to be providing the advice they're providing. It just going through the process, going through the application process, eliminates a couple of steps every time that we pitch an article. And I just think it's been extremely beneficial for us, for our clients. And it's one of the One of my favorite tools that we have in our toolbox.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm so proud of you two badass PR women. (laughs) Such an honor to get to work with you all every day. And thanks for all you do to lead our agency and the work that we produce on a daily basis. And everybody that wraps up our discussion on paid placement. It's never a replacement for earned media, but it should definitely be given budget consideration we would be happy to talk to you about how you can integrate paid placement into your marketing strategy, your PR strategy. And you can once again, email me at kfletcher at fletchermarketingpr.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fletcher PR, and you can follow me at Katie Fletcher and be sure to follow Misinterpreted Public Relations Demystified so our episodes come directly to your inbox and I'll be recording live next week from Can and bringing you all the lowdown on the latest from Can Lion. So until then, thanks everybody. Thanks for joining us on Misinterpreted Public Relations Demystified. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at FletcherMarketingPR.com and on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time.